Hey, we're going to take a look back to 2021 and the conversation we had about Christmastown, USA in McCaddenville with Dick Roberts. Although the conversation took place in 2021, we think it's a timeless tradition in our area here on the Carolina Outdoors. I hope you enjoy. Hey, we're all sitting around the fireplace here on the Carolina Outdoors in Studio D. If you're waking up listening to us via the airwaves early on a Saturday morning via WBT Radio, then Merry Christmas to you. The other way to listen to us is via podcast, highlights of the Carolina Outdoors. But back to WBT and you listening to us, it's Christmas Day and we're celebrating Christmas and the Christmas season here. And we have a special treat just to the west of us and Studio D where we are, just to the west of Jesse Browns in Charlotte, in Gaston County, there is a town called McCaddenville. For many of you who may have just moved to the area, maybe you've moved into the Carolinas and you're trying to find your way around and about, that's what the Carolina Outdoors is for. I'm Bill Barty, your host. Wes Lawson is on assignment today. We're going to find out how Christmastown came to the Carolinas, how McCaddenville, North Carolina, became Christmastown. I will tell you it all started in 1956 with Mr. Farr of, of Farr Yarn in McCaddenville um, conceived the idea of putting up lights to decorate the community center. We, I think I've got that right, but if I don't, we have a man who was on hand at the beginning of McCaddenville's Christmas Town, and he's kind enough to come on the Carolina Outdoors to straighten me out on this history and find out how it all came about. Dick Roberts, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Glad to be with you. Did I get that right? Did Mr. Farr, was he the one who said, hey, fellas, let's put some lights around uh, around the community center, around some of the trees? No, that was, that come later, Bill. Oh, well, how did it start beforehand? It started, uh, everybody says 1956, but that's when the men's club got involved. The actual starting of the lights was 1954. There was four of us standing in front of the old supply room talking about how could we do uh, make McCaddenville more, a little more festive mm. for the season. And uh, one of the guys came up with the idea to take some old creel rods, which is a half-inch by 20-foot rods that they used in the mill, and we asked for permission and was granted that. And we got into the welding shop after hours and made – uh, letters that spell Merry Christmas and put it over on the hill up above <laughs> where the fire department is now. And then we put stars on the old mill tower and decorated one tree in front of the mill office. And that was the first year after the Christmas season when we were taking the lights off of that tree in front of the main office, Mr. Farr walked out. And he said, fellas, that looked pretty good. Why don't you add the trees up Main Street towards the center next year? Mm. And, and so we did the next year, plus what we'd already put up. And then after 1955, 
uh, Miss Farr got uh, interested in it as well, and Mr. Farr said, boys, I'll pay for all you'll put up. Bingo. It exploded. And that the next year is when we got the men's club involved in 1956 and to help because it was too enormous for four of us. And, uh, and at the same time, in 1958 is when the homeowners and the people that lived on the village got involved in decorating their homes. And now today, that's really what sets McCadmill apart and makes that courier and Ives look to it is the home decoration. And a lot of people spend a, a great deal of money to decorate their homes. So that's how it all started. And it just evolved. Each year, we would add more to it. And each year there would be more people come, and it, it just evolved. And uh, in 1959, Wayne Teague took over as the lead guy, and he would get guys from within the mill to come out and help him in the afternoon, and uh, along with some of us would work with him, and uh, continued that. Wayne was in charge of it up till 1997 when he retired. And a boy that worked on his crew, Tim Gibson, took over as lead man, and he continues to do it until this day. Wow. And that's uh, how it came about. The first national recognition we got for the lights was, uh, if you remember, Charles Carroll had a, a Sunday morning program uh, on WBT, and and he uh, would come on, and he came to McAdmo, and Charles Carroll originally was from Charlotte. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and he came over and did a story on the lights, and that was the first national recognition we we got for the lights. Well, And Char uh, Mr. Carroll was uh, just in the studio across from where I am sitting right now. Um, so that helped bring national attention to McAdenville, but... I want to ask you about uh, momentum because back in 1954, you were 19, 20 year old young man working there, and uh, you were the start, the beginning, the genesis of all of this. And this has gone through uh, times of war, times of recession, times of energy crisis, and now it's gone through a time of a pandemic, even. Can you talk to us about the growing momentum, and has anything stopped that momentum through all these decades? It seems to be uh, timeless, and uh, the momentum, the Christmas spirit seems to be ongoing. Is that what you found, or, or has it slowed down during any of those tough times that have popped up? Uh, the the only times that the lights were not on was in 73 and 74. President Nixon had requested that everyone conserve energy every way that they could. And those two years, Mr. Farr chose not to burn the lights in respect to the request to conserve energy. And then last year, due to the pandemic, uh, the light display was scaled back quite a bit mm -hmm. it was not we had some of it but not the full-blown portion but this year they came back stronger than ever and they added a, a bunch of trees and things so it's it's 
it's bigger and better than ever now. <laughs> now, I'm not making you get out the rule book, but uh, but um, I'm going to take this opportunity to ask you and not not to not to trap you on this question, but are there any restrictions because you can drive around other communities, other private residences and people who invest in, you know, go, going all in and decor does McCaddenville or the mill or, or any of that restrict what needs to be up, what cannot be up, or is it no, uh, no, Bill? They really don't. the the uh, The mill company, uh, Far Yarns, has always, from day one, uh, been the sole supporter of mm. the lights and have paid for all of the uh, people that work to put them up and all the equipment. The power bill, they paid for everything uh, every year. And the only request, uh, there's two requests that were made by the FARs. One, Miss FAR requested that they use only the red, white, and green lights mm. because they were the true Christmas colors. And that is what is used today. Now, some of the homeowners choose to use other colors, and that's fine. But if you look at the trees, they all have the red, white, and green Christmas colors. The second uh, situation was Mr. Farr always uh, said that he did not want any selling or vending of any kind or handouts or anything to impair the traffic in any way, that this was solely for the family entertainment. There's no charge at all. Uh, to drive through and view the lights, but he did not want. And there's town ordinance today that there's no street vending of any kind during the the uh, um, month of December when the lights are on. We had uh, uh, Joey Wilson from Lowry's, South Carolina. They have a parade down there that has already happened each Christmas, and they do the same thing. Uh, they ask for no, there's no vendors allowed because they want to keep the spirit of Christmas um, wholesome and not make it be uh, any kind of transaction. So that's what they have going on. Uh, we have going on in McCaddenville, and Mr. Dick Roberts is with us here on the Carolina Outdoors. And, Mr. Roberts, over 600,000 vehicles come through the town of McCaddenville each December. Do you have any uh, uh, tricks that you can tell us on how we can maneuver, or do we just get in line and uh, here we come through and enjoy the lights? Well, it's just get in line. And now there's two ways, and, Bill, let me say this. Yes, sir. And, and my friend Steve Rankin puts it on his website and encourages people not to use a GPS to try to get to the lights oh. if you're coming from a distance away because it will mislead you. Uh, some of the entrances, like Exit 23, is blocked off, and the, and the bridge down at the river is blocked off. Well, if you're coming from those sides, uh, you won't get into McCadnell. But the, the ideal way is to come... A highway 74 from Charlotte yes, sir. and enter from that way, or you can come and, and exit at Lowell Exit and come through Lowell and come down Highway 7. That's the two two routes that, that you're used to come into to McCadnell. 
Well, Dick Roberts just gave us a treat here on the Carolina Outdoors. Anyone listening, whether it's highlights of the Carolina Outdoors or via the airwaves of WBT, now know to come through Lowell down Highway 7 or just head out 74 West from Charlotte to get to McCaddenville. It's located there on the South Fork of the Catawba River, a beautiful town anyway, but especially during the month of of December. It is an astounding thing to see and puts you in the Christmas spirit. And Mr. Roberts, do you have any favorite displays um, in McCaddenville that is a, a tried and true? Is it still the original Merry Christmas that you helped put up in 1954? Or is there something else that you like more? Well, they they have put up a replica of the Merry Christmas that we put up, and, and it's real nice. And I guess if there's anything that's my favorite, that would be it, because that was that was the original first item that was ever put up mm-hmm. as far as the display of the lights. That's what was Merry Merry Christmas up on the hill. So that's my favorite. Well, listen, besides McCaddenville being Christmas town, it's been a whole lot of other things. And um, in your 86 years living in McCaddenville, you've seen a lot of them. But through your eyes, and not only yours, but your father's eyes, you're not only a guest here on the Carolina Outdoors and a uh, tradition setter in 1954 helping put up the first display in McCaddenville, but now we can also call you an author because within the past year or so, you have put out a book that's actually quickly already into its second printing, A Walk I Remember by Dick Roberts. Does that book cover not only Christmas Town and this history that we're talking about during this season, but uh, the history of McCaddenville in general, the people who helped uh, make it? Yeah. Yes, uh, Bill, I go back. To, to the time that before McCadmill was even a town, to back to James Henderson, the man that got the first grant from the King of England for the property. And, and that was the very beginning. That was the first owner of the land of McCadmill. The second was Adam Springs, and then uh, his heirs inherited it and then the Mr. McCadden, the businessman from Charlotte, mm-hmm. uh, was looking for a place to get involved in the young business of textiles. And the river being the source of power, he found McCadmill, and, and that's where he bought and started that first mill. And my granddad came here in 1884, and my dad was five years old when they moved here when the first mill was built. And the thing that gives my family and my lineage credibility is the fact my dad was born in 1879. I was born in 1935 when he was 56 years old. And I'm 86 years old, so between my dad and me, we spanned 146 (laughs) years. And that's how I can go back and draw on these uh, things that he he told me about the hi- early history of McCadmill and how it all come about and how it developed the housing, the boarding houses, the town and everything. And I explain all that in the book. And 
it's uh, a lot of it is things that's never been printed or talked about as far as the history of McAdmill that that my dad told me and he was there so it was accurate <laughs> oh yeah you've got a first-hand account if not first-hand straight from your father who had a first-hand account um, of that did you just sit down and just start working on it or had you collected um, your research over the years of your life or did you just say hey you know what I need to put this down on paper and uh, you sound like the McCaddenville historian if there's not one you may be it by de- default uh, well what actually took place uh, Bill a lot of folks have encouraged me through the years as I would talk about these different things my dad told me, they they would encourage me to say, if you don't write it down, nobody will ever know it. Mm-hmm. And so in January of 2020, when the pandemic hit, I said to myself, son, you're 85 years old. If you're ever going to tell your story, you better tell it now because the clock's ticking on you. <laughs> so I sat down and started and I just literally wrote what my, my, I just literally walked through the history as I was told and as I remembered it and, and put it down on, on paper. And, and what, what come out in the book is the way it, the way it I remember it and uh, was, or was told. Well, and the it, history of it. A Walk I Remember is the name of it. The author is our guest, Dick Roberts, who was there at the beginning, 1954, Christmastown, USA, McCaddenville, North Carolina. And um, we can get that book if we go to Christmastown, the Christmastown website. It's available there. And I think in McCaddenville, um, Mona's Gift and Boutique has the book on hand it's with wild success because it's already on its second printing um with that being said the lights start at five i don't know what time mona's uh uh, closes but the lights start at five as it gets dark and goes till 10 o'clock and um it concludes sunday the 26th um she she's open until the lights go off gotcha okay so she's there can we walk the lights, or is it still yes, just dry? Uh, Bill, let me say this. It's encouraged to walk the lights, and i tell you why. Because over in the new section of town, all of those houses back in those back streets have beautiful decorations, but there's no outlet, so they don't allow the traffic to go mm. into those areas. You have to walk to see it. And the best way to view the lights is to walk. McCadmill's not that big. Mm-hmm. You can walk from, uh, it's a mile and three-tenths of the whole town from one side to the other. And it, and I would encourage anybody that's able to, to find a parking place uh, and get out and walk the lights and walk these back streets. And you'll see all of the decorations. If you just riding through, you see a lot, but you don't get all of the effect unless you walk these streets and, and really see what people have done to decorate their homes. Well, that's very fitting that you share that on the Carolina Outdoors, where we are here to promote hikes and walks because the perspective is always a little bit slower and always a little bit better. 
we think, than the uh, hustle and bustle of the automobile, buses, and trucks like that. And Dick Roberts, McCaddenville is a treasure, but so are you. So thank you for uh, spending time with us each year, and congratulations on the book, A Walk I Remember. We're excited on both accounts, but we're most excited for having you on the Carolina Outdoors. Well, thank you, Bill, and it's been my pleasure. And to to your listeners, I say please come and visit with us. I know you'll love it like we do. You heard it from him. We're going to take a quick break and come back and wrap up this edition of the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs> 